keep in track. It's episode 131. So, um, it's been a great month in wrestling. About a month since my last episode. Uh, let's just start off with Ring of Honor Final Battle, because really this is the catalyst to the biggest wrestling news uh, of 2019, technically. That came out at 3 a.m. Eastern on January the 1st. Uh, so, Ring of Honor Final Battle... Ring of Honor's final pay-per-view of the year. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. made his Ring of Honor debut. And the next day at the TV tapings, um, two other debuts occurred. But let's just start with the matches. Uh, Jeff Cobb uh, defeated Adam Page to return his World Television Championship. Uh, Kelly Klein won a four-corner survival match over Madison Rain and Karen Q and champion Sumi Sakai become the new Ring of Honor Women's of Honor, Women of Honor champion. Uh, Jonathan Gresham and Zack Sabre Jr. tied it up. There's a match I would love to see uh, live, personally. These two guys both have a very similar style, and um, I'm big, big fans of both. I have seen them both wrestle live, just not against each other. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., of course, in his Ring of Honor debut, came out on top. Uh, Matt Taven defeated Dalton Castle in a one-on-one match. Christopher Daniels uh, wrestled Marty Skrull in a number one contenders match for Ring of Honor World Championship. And Marty Skrull got the win. Uh, to settle up there, feud Flip Gordon defeated Bully Ray in an I Quit match. Uh, really, this is Flip like you've never seen him before in a match. Uh, new side of Flip, definitely something uh, be interesting to see going forward. Um, Jay Lethal retained the Ring of Honor World Championship defeating Cody with Brandy Rhodes in his corner by submission in the main event of the night. uh, Ladder Wars 9 for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Uh, The Briscoe brothers, uh, Mark and Jay Briscoe, became 10-time champions when they defeated uh, SoCal Uncensored and the Young Bucks. And SoCal Uncensored, of course, are defending champions in that match. Um, great match, and uh, a good card, really, from top to bottom uh, for Ring of Honor. Uh, the next night, uh, and I don't want to give away a whole lot of things, because these are TV tapings. Some stuff hasn't aired yet. Some stuff has. But uh, we saw the launch of Villain Enterprises as Marty Squirrel uh, debuted or, or presented uh, PCO and Brody King as his new uh, Comrades in Arms. And uh, they did uh, go on and have a six-man tag that much, match that night. But what's interesting about all this, really, is the fact that at Final Battle, it marked the end of a lot of guys in Ring of Honor. A big chunk of their, a big chunk of, of talent off their roster. I mean, SoCal Uncensored, all three members, uh, Scorpio Sky, Christopher Daniels, and Frankie Kazarian are all gone from Ring of Honor. Uh, Cody is done with Ring of Honor. Brandy Rhodes is done with Ring of Honor. Hangman Page is done with Ring of Honor. And finally, the Young Bucks are done with Ring of Honor. Um, and this is huge. And, of course, uh, until... The reveal last night as far as what was going to happen, or earlier today, that is, um, there was lots of speculation as to what was going to happen with the Young Bucks and Cody and and SoCal Uncensored and Hangman Page and where they would land. I mean, they've officially left the Bullet Club. They have their own uh, stable that is officially the Elite. It's not just the name of their TV show. It's not just the name of the the team of uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. It's it's now uh, this whole group, and... Again, at 3 a.m., they launched All Elite Wrestling, the AEW, which 
is the uh, owned by I think the co-owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's the president. Apparently, Cody Rhodes is the vice president now. I, I believe I saw him uh, on an Instagram post of his. He released a statement stating that he was a said that he is the the vice president of AEW. Um, from what I've read, they have a lot of uh, wrestlers that they have under like. I guess you would call them a temporary contract, um, uh, which will then go into effect as a, um, I guess, a full-time contract once they get TV. But anyway, statement from Cody Rhodes, he says that uh, he's the executive vice president of AEW. And he says he's flanked by Matt and Nick and a familiar, few familiar names sharing that position. And this is his dream job. Um, good for them. Uh, it looks like their first event, Double or Nothing, is going to be coming out sometime this year. Um, in the artwork poster for the January 8th uh, rally that they're doing, which they're doing in Jacksonville, Florida at the Jaguars football stadium. Posters got SoCal Uncensored, the Young Bucks, Cody, Hangman, and Brandy. And it's got advertisements listed as Pro Wrestling Tees and StarCast. Apparently, they'll have some merchandise and some meet and greets to follow, and it's free to the public. And uh, yeah, it should be something good. I mean, I'm sure they're going to announce what's going to be happening um, that day as far as where they're going, what they're going to be up to. Um, So it'll be. It'll be, very, it'll be very interesting to see what this is going to be. I mean, are they going to have weekly television? Are they going to have monthly shows? I mean, there's more speculation. If you go on to the uh, the Double or Nothing and the um, All Elite Wrestling uh, Twitters, uh, on their Twitter, it shows them following several buildings like the Sears Center and and whatnot, and these are all around the country. The closest one to Maine, being in Philadelphia. Uh, but my buddy Brandon, who's going to New Japan Pro Wrestling in Charlotte in February, uh, they followed uh, uh, the uh, Raleigh, the building there in Raleigh, North Carolina. So he's pretty excited about that. So there it is. I mean, uh, there's rumor that that uh, Chris Jericho's involved. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting come January eighth. What happens? What they're gonna do? Um, how everything's gonna go down? Uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of it's exciting for wrestling, but at the same time, you know, um, it may be difficult for fans to now see some of their favorite performers like the Young Bucks and and whatnot. But we'll see. Uh, one thing that's very interesting, or two things, uh, the first being that Marty Skrull, of course. Uh, with his villain enterprises in Ring of Honor, he's still under contract with them. So he he's not going to be part of this venture. So I would imagine we're not going to see him on the uh, being the elite going forward. And another interesting thing is during the countdown, the big reveal that they had, uh, Kenny Omega was not part of it. And they did this in Japan with the Tokyo Dome in the background. So it'll be... Uh, I don't know what Kenny's contract status is. If he's still, you know, with... with New Japan, but as it is, uh, Kenny, you know, he doesn't uh, he doesn't work Ring of Honor like 
the Bucks do. He pretty much works New Japan. He does that once a year, once every other year, show in Winnipeg in that local promotion they have up there. Uh, he just did a show in Northeast Wrestling. Oh my god, by the way, if you haven't seen this match yet, it's on YouTube. You need to check it out. Northeast Wrestling, uh, Phoenix versus Kenny Omega. They did that match in Poughkeepsie, or I think it was Poughkeepsie. <clears throat> Regardless, fantastic friggin' matches back in November. I know I've talked about it, but it's on YouTube. Go find it. Go watch it. It's amazing. Yeah, so um, that being said, it's now officially January 2nd, and uh, we got the Wrestle Kingdom to talk about. New Japan Pro Wrestling, and boy, this is a stacked card, and I am very, very, very excited about this. Uh, I mean, I... I love New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's not something that anyone doesn't know. And, you know, the fact that they, they haven't had a show in a couple months kind of sucks. Well, a couple months, in a couple weeks kind of stinks, but it's just how it is. I mean, they had their last set of shows, and essentially that just that sets up for uh, what's called... Their ne- well, not what's called, but their next shows, which sets up Russell Kingdom. But first Thursday, January 3rd, um, 12 noon bell time, local time in Tokyo, uh, we got a few matches uh, at the uh, Fan Festa 2019. Uh, you got a Lionsgate special one match. You got a couple of the uh, the young boys, uh, Yumora and Ren Narita, taking on a Tiger Mask and Jushin Thunder Liger. Second match, you got. Uh, Nakanishi and uh, Yuji Nagata taking on uh, Hanma and uh, Hanari. Uh, third match, you got Kojima and Tenzan taking on Shota Umo and Yoshida. So there's only three matches listed, but I can't wait to watch these three matches. They're going to be awesome. And I can't, you know, they'll be on New Japan World, which is, you know, awesome. Uh, obviously, we had the road to the Tokyo Dome, uh, the two shows that, that uh, came out. Uh, on December the 14th and 15th, the last two shows that New Japan put on, and a couple of great, a uh, couple of great shows. Uh, one thing I really enjoyed, we had we saw Shota Uma get a one-on-one match with Shingo uh, Takagi. Yeah, on uh, December the 14th, and great match, great showing for the young lion. Uh, obviously, he did not come out victorious in that one. Um, and then the next night. On the 15th, we had a unbelievable killer main event match. You just gotta check out if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, tag team, the Golden Lovers, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega took on Will Ospreay and Hiroshi Tanahashi. These guys went almost 30 minutes. The Golden Lovers picked up the win. There's a moment, I'm sure you've seen the gif, I'm sure you've seen the little clip on Twitter. It blew up right after it happened. Where Bushi goes for a top rope Hurakarana and Will Ospreay lands on his feet. And the positioning is Abushi's uh, down in the corner, facing the corner. And you see him kind of like, he realizes Ospreay landed on his feet, but he doesn't, you know, turn around, Stroy. He just kind of slowly looks back behind over his shoulder. And at the same time, Ospreay looks over his shoulder with a pissed off look on his face. And that 10 seconds like, got me so jacked up for the fact that at Russell Kingdom, on January the 4th, Russell Kingdom 13, they are opening the show. That's right. Kota Bushi and Will Ospreay 
A singles match for Kota Ibushi's Never Openweight Championship is opening the show. That is a crazy-ass match to open the show with, but that's what they're doing. And I ain't going to complain about it. Uh, also, that back going back on that night, road to the Tokyo Dome, God, Chris Jericho uh, made an appearance and attacked Naito, uh, helping build their match. So that's pretty damn cool as well. I'm going to get back to Russell Kingdom here in a minute. Um, I want to talk about... Uh, uh, you know what? Actually, I'm just going to stick with Russell Kingdom. Ah, I don't care. Uh, anyways, uh, so the opening match, typically, the pre-show match at Russell Kingdom has always been the uh, the New Japan Battle Royal Rumble type match. Well, this year, they're having a gauntlet match to determine the number one contenders for the never open weight six-man tag team champions, and they get a match the next night on uh, New Year's Dash. And it's, uh, it's... It should be a good match. You got the most violent players, uh, Makabe and Toriano, uh, with Taguchi uh, taking... And then another six-man team in there is Yuji Nagata, Jeff Cobb, and Dave Finley. And then we got Chaos of Hiroki Goto, Beretta, and Chucky T. And then Suzuki Goon of Minoru Suzuki, Lance Archer, and David Boy Smith. And final team is the Elite. Hangman Page, Marty Scroll, and Yujiro Takahashi. So, it's interesting because... After Bullet Club, the departure of the Bucks and everybody, I was always, I was curious where Chase Owens and uh, Udro fell, and it looks like Udro is they're, they're dumping him with the Elite. Um, Marty Scurll and Hangman Page are together probably for one of the last times. Again, uh, there's also rumors that the Bucks and Cody and Hangman, after this tour of Japan here with the uh, New Year's Dash and the Tokyo Dome show, that they're going to be done with New Japan as well, which, if they are, then they are, and if they're not, then that's even better for the rest of us. Uh, then we go to the live show. Again, Kota Ibushi taking on Will Ospreay, uh, Suzuki Goon, uh, Kanemura and El Desperado taking on Rapungi 3K, and LIJ of Bushi and uh, Shingo for the in a three-way tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Uh, for the British Heavyweight Championship, Tomoro Hiroishi taking on Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, three-way match for the IWGP Tag Team Championships of Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga Tangaloa taking on LIJ of Sonata and Evil taking on the Young Bucks of uh, Nick and Matt Jackson. Now, personally, I would love to see the Young Bucks stay with New Japan. I would love it if they could do New Japan still and this new venture. Same with Hangman and Cody and um, everybody else. But again, I guess we'll see. Uh, Cody is defending the IWGP United States Championship against Juice Robinson. Uh, Kushida is defending the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match against uh, Ishimori. In uh, a special singles match, uh, Kazushika Okada taking on Jay White. Of course, they had that great match at the Super... At the, uh, the uh, J Cup back in last spring, and this is kind of a return match from there where, where Jay White got a win. Uh, ninth match on the card Chris Jericho defending the IWGP Intercontinental Championship against Tetsu Naito. Uh, I expect Naito to win this match. And the main event Kenny Omega defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. So here's my picks top to bottom. Uh, Abushi is going to retain over Will Ospreay, and that will steal the show. Um, probably uh, 
Rapunky 3K, you're going to pick up the uh, junior tag titles. Uh, Ishii will defeat Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, I, I, I expect Evil and Sonata to walk away with the IWGP Tag Team Championships, but if the Young Bucks did, I'd be shocked. I expect Juice Robinson to regain the U.S. Championship. Uh, I expect uh, Ishimori to defeat Kushida. Uh, Okada's going to defeat Jay White. Uh, Naito's going to defeat Chris Jericho. And Kenny Omega will retain against Tanahashi. Uh, now, of course, um, there is no card lineup for New Year's Dash because they don't set the card for that until after uh, the Tokyo Dome. But that is the next day in the Corking Hall. Uh, the next show after that, we have New Japan and CMLL's Fantastica Mania 2019 tour, which runs from Friday, January 11th to Monday, January 21st uh, in Japan. Again, no no card set for that yet. Uh, many of these shows will be on New Japan World, if not all of them. And then January 26th through Wednesday, January 30th, we have The Road to New Beginning. New Beginning being the next big show after the Tokyo Dome. And uh, we got shows in Saitami and Corican Hall, another one in Corican Hall, and then in uh, the Sun Plaza Hall in, in uh, Miyagi. And then the next show after that, now this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> because on Wednesday, January 30th, New Japan has a show in Japan, the one in Miyagi I just told you about. But also on that same day, they have New Beginning USA on Wednesday the 30th at the Globe Theater in California. So New Japan's going to be running a split roster on this card. And then on January 1st, sorry, February 1st, they're running in North Carolina, the show I told you my buddy Brandon's going to. Now again, split roster, because on February 2nd, we have the new beginning in Sapporo. And then on February 3rd, uh, yeah, we have the new beginning in, uh, Sapporo, like I said. So it'll be interesting to see what talent we're going to see in the United States on those two shows and what talent's going to be in Japan. Any who? New Japan's got the big show coming up this Friday. This Saturday, January 5th, we have uh, New Year's Dash and the new, uh, sorry, NWA pop-up show happening in Clarksville, Tennessee. NWA champion Nick Aldis is going to defend against Cowboy James Storm. Uh, NWA women's champion Jazz taking on Allie uh, from Impact Wrestling. Used to be uh, Cherry Bomb. Uh, NWA national title William Mack defending against uh, Mad Dog, M-Dog 20, Matt Cross. And then David Arquette's office will advertise for the show. So, yeah. Um, hopefully the NWA pop-up show does well in Clarksville, and, and they continue touring around. I've heard some rumors, and I just see some quote fingers there, of, well, we're going back to the territory days, because, you know, with you know all elite wrestling, you know, they're going to take the southern part, and then NWA is going to have the mid-Atlantic region, and New Japan is going to have the west coast, and then Ring of Honor is going to have the northeast, and then, of course, Impact's going to be taping in Canada and in Mexico, and then WWE, of course, will continue to be the nationwide, and I, I don't think that's the case at all. I don't see us ever going back to the territory days. Um, 
I do see certain promotions staying to a certain territory just because it makes sense, kind of like where Impact always taped at Universal Studios, because it made sense for them financially. I mean, I could see that happening, but... Yeah, anywho. Impact, their next pay-per-view, called Homecoming, taking place on January 6th in Nashville, Tennessee. So there's two big shows in Tennessee back-to-back. Homecoming, again, is entitled that because they're back at the Asylum in Nashville at the fairgrounds. Uh, So far, the card built for this match looks pretty great. Uh, Johnny Impact defending the Impact World Championship against uh, Brian Cage. Uh, Brian Cage is turning in his, using his option C by uh, uh, surrendering the X Division title for this title match. Tessa Blanchard defending the uh, Impact Knockouts Championship against Taya Valkyrie. Uh, Jake Crist, Ethan taking on Ethan Page versus Rich Swan versus Trey Miguel, and an Ultimate X match for that vacant Impact X Division Championship. Uh, LAX, Latin America Exchange will defend their tag team titles against the Lucha Brothers. This match right here makes me want to watch this show. Um, <clears throat> actually, truthfully, the whole card is looks pretty pretty fun, pretty decent. Abyss taking on Eli Drake in a Monsters Ball match, and Eddie Edwards taking on Moose in a Falls Count Anywhere match. So Impact, uh, Impact coming with a good show. I guess it'll be live on Fight TV, uh, pay per view wise. I don't know how much it's going to be. Probably forty bucks, um, which I will not be spending. All right, let's go back in time. Let's go back in time to TLC. Uh, WWE had their their TLC pay-per-view, and I did watch the whole thing, and I don't want to talk about the whole show. I just want to talk about two matches in particular that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, The first one being Daniel Bryan taking on AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Wow. I mean, these guys went almost 24 minutes. It was a standard wrestling match. It was a tremendous wrestling match. And the finish... Basically, it was like, you know what? I want to see this again. No doubt about it. I mean, these two guys tore the house down. They put on a great wrestling match. I mean, it was just something we need in WWE. And honestly, Daniel Bryan's heel turn has been amazing. Uh, he and Becky Lynch are two of the hottest things on WWE right now, and they're both on SmackDown. Uh, so, as far as main roster goes. Main event that night uh, was the rightful main event. Asuka defeated Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a TLC match to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Of course, this came when uh, Ronda Rousey went down to the ring and pushed the ladder over that Charlotte and Becky were on, some sort of revenge for her getting attacked by Becky back before Survivor Series. So, My prediction is, going into the Royal Rumble, uh, Becky Lynch will win the Women's Royal Rumble match, uh, and that'll allow her to challenge Ronda Rousey for the... Raw Women's title at WrestleMania, and we'll get Asuka against Charlotte at WrestleMania for the uh, SmackDown Women's title. Let's see. Well, what else WWE do I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, back to Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan against Mustafa Ali on SmackDown had a great match in December. That's definitely worth checking out. And then a uh, tag match with Bryan, Daniel Bryan and uh, Cian Almas having a great match against uh, AJ Styles and Mustafa Ali. So, yeah. That's pretty great. Two great matches to check out on SmackDown. Um, also, WWE announced on Christmas Day, I believe it was, they're bringing back the women's tag team titles. Now, they haven't released any more information on it other than that. Uh, the last women's champions were uh, Leilani Kai and Judy... 
Judy Garland. No, sorry, not Judy Garland. Judy Martin, the Glamour Girls. Uh, back in 1989, they were stripped of the titles when the division... Well, they weren't really stripped. The division just stopped. It folded. It ceased. And they were the last champions. So, I'm not sure if this is going to be cross-promotional or NXT or NXT UK is going to be involved or, or what's going to happen, but I, I just know that... Uh, Becky Lynch. I'm sorry, just Becky Lynch. I saw that they're bringing back the tag titles. So it'll be very interesting to to see what happens. All right, let's talk about some NXT UK because this has been a great show that I've been enjoying. But more importantly than that, um, this is is a, a big thing for NXT UK. They're having their first ever live takeover event on the WWE Network. And it is going to be on the 12th of December in Blackpool, Lancashire, England at the Empress Ballroom. There's already quite the card uh, on the uh, event right now. Uh, we have Rhea Ripley defending her NXT Women's Championship against... Sorry, her UK Women's Championship against... Tony Storm, uh, Mustache Mountain challenging the Grizzled Young Vets for the inaugural NXT UK Tag Team Championship. Uh, Dave Mastiff uh, taking on Eddie Dennis in a no-DQ match. And for the WWE United Kingdom Championship, uh, Pete Dunne taking on Joe Coffey. Now, I don't see Coffey getting the win here, because Pete Dunne is the fucking man. And as of you know, he's held the title since May 20th, 2017. And by the time Blackpool Takeover comes around, he would have been the NXT, sorry, the WWE UK champion for over 600 days. I mean, holy crap. That's just, for WWE in this day and age, that is massively impressive. Now, a couple other things that happened recently involving... Pete Dunn and the other members of Mustache Mountain. Um, it looks like, due to some new contracts they passed out for the NXT UK talent, a lot of them are not going to be able to participate in uh, the British Indies anymore. And, and Pete Dunn and Mustache Mountain are definitely three of them. I think some still will be able to, uh, but for the most part, uh, these guys aren't. There's other restrictions that are out there. These are the guys that got new full-time deals, that is. Uh, the other restrictions are they can finish up their independent commitments to the end of the year. However, they cannot rustle impact talent. Um, there has to be, like, medical staff on hand just in case something happens. And I guess, you know, you, you got to understand WWE is making investment in these guys, and and they want to make sure that they're, they're there and healthy and around and not getting injured on shoddy rings or, yeah... So, uh, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate finished up their run with Progress at the unboxing show after Christmas with a hell of a main event match. I can't wait to watch. Uh, also on that show, Jordan Grace defeated Ginny to win the Progress Women's Championship. So, a lot going on there. Um, <clears throat> there were some of these uh, attack shows where Pete Dunn um, vacated the championship because, again, you know, his status with WWE, so anyhow, for me this year in wrestling, I'm going to do a year in review show next week talking about all my favorite moments from this year, Um, I just really wanted to this week talk about upcoming things Uh, 
and not bore you too much with uh, this solo wrestling show. Anyhow, that's it. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, please go to the Wrestling Insomniac website. Check out my post I made on January 1st where I pay tribute to the wrestlers that died in 2018. It is by no means a complete list of wrestlers who passed away, uh, but I wanted to try to make a great effort to recognize any wrestler or wrestling personality that I found out that passed away to just, you know, talk a little bit about them, give you a little bit of information about them if you didn't know about them, and just pay tribute to them for everything they've done because pro wrestling is the greatest uh, entertainment in the world. And it provides me with so much entertainment, and I want to just show my respect to all of them. That's about it. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at SuperstarML. And thanks. <laughs>